0: okay we are recording (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to plaid skirts and basic black um the podcast where we talk about living life through our black catholic lens i'm marcia and i'm shannon and we're super excited to be with you today how are things going shannon
1: uh, it's, it's going okay. Um, so for those of you who listened to our little intro, uh, episode, uh, you know that I work full time at a parish and I run our, CIA program, which is basically right of Christian initiation for adults. So all the adults who are getting baptized and confirmed into the Catholic church, um, from other denominations, uh, they're all getting ready. And that all happens at Easter, which is three weeks away from today when we're recording this on uh March seventh at one
0: twenty five PM. So uh <laughs> Eastern Standard Time.
1: Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> so I am just super busy because there's so much that has to get done for that. It's a really big ritual. And so um like, I like to say if we're doing a weather check, like, you know, you're, you're telling your forecast for the week, like, I am cloudy. It's not bad, but it's just kind of like I'm in a fog and I'm going and I have to get stuff done. So that's where Matt at this week. How about you, Marcia.
0: Um, well, if I have to compare my life to weather right now, it would be exactly the weather it is outside. It's sunny but a little <laughs> bit chilly. <laughs> um, th- things are good. Life is good. Uh, my job isn't um, crazy stressful. I don't know if I said this in the intro, but I work at a residential facility um, and with uh, teen teenage boys. And so sometimes life is just—it's all unpredictable and crazy. And it will be rewarding eventually. <laughs> that's, kind of, I mean, that's kind of how it works when you're in direct service. It's not rewarding nope. right now because it's not about you. Um, and so, But uh, it's my day off, so things are real sunny. But I go back to work tomorrow, so I'm a little bit cold. <laughs> oh, I'm <a> cold. Oh, <laughs> no, but life is good. And today um, I actually am in youth ministry as well. And today I'm going to teach uh, confirmation to some eighth graders because I am the catechist for them. And so I always look forward to seeing them.
1: So yeah. So uh, Catholic term moment catechist is somebody who teaches religious formation so um, it's a Greek word that basically means to echo so we're echoing our faith down the centuries to other people so I will pop in with those Catholic terms from time to time just so you know <laughs>
0: that is awesome way to like Catholic explain that because I was like I didn't know i meant to echo I was like catechism. catechism. that's what I like, mean that's why like, I catechism. paid lots
1: of money for these degrees <laughs> <laughs> Yes, So I can be on a podcast to explain what catechist me.
0: <laughs> I like it. So I'm just gonna be echoing all over the place and I'm loud enough yeah. to make people hear me. So
1: Yeah, that's that is so true.
0: <laughs> so that's how it works. But yeah, so um, moving right along, something we are for our inaugural episode. I'm very excited because like, just like the rest of the world, Shannon and I are going to talk about Black Panther.
1: Of course. Wakanda of course,
0: forever. Seriously. Wakanda
1: forever. You can't see it, but I'm making it I know, it right? Wakanda right forever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Doing just it. Like, just feel, just feel the Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> feel the Wakanda. So I grew up Pentecostal. Um, so uh, really quick, I was, there's this comedian on Facebook called Kev on stage and he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And um, do you know who he is, Shannon? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So -hmm. um, he was basically changing, like, he was like, when you see Black Panther and that's all you ever hear. So he was changing all of these uh, church songs to say like Wakanda in them. So there's a song that I grew up singing and it's called, I'm going up yonder to be with my yes. Lord. It's like, I'm going up yonder. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's saying, he's like, I'm going to Wakanda. Going to Wakanda. I'm going to Wakanda. Oh, and it's like to be with T'Challa. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but really though, real talk, I would be with M'Baku. Cause yep. that, mm-hmm. that I, I'm a single, I'm a single lady. So <laughs> I'm he all about, is, is I'm all about the Mbaku. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah, let's get into it. Shannon. Um, yeah. Well, first you're going to say Shannon, you saw the movie once, right?
1: Yes. I saw I it three times. More. But I have four kids at home, so I can really only go to the movies like three times a year. So I, <laughs> this was like date night. We had a babysitter like ready for the weekend. I was not missing this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Wait, no, I went, I went three times. I went twice opening weekend by myself. And then the next weekend I took the boys I work with and we went to see Black Panther. <laughs> 'Cause movie pass. Movie pass is amazing. Movie pass call me. I will endorse you.
1: Yes. (laughs) We'll take any endorsements you'd like to give (laughs) us. All the endorsements.
0: (laughs) All the endorsements. So so tell me, okay, what were your first thoughts about Black Panther?
1: um yeah so i mean like the first thing i just thought was like oh my gosh this is such a black movie and that's you know like everyone's saying that and i don't feel like i'm i'm gonna say anything new that anybody who's like way more experienced and actually knows anything about film hasn't said already um but i think i'll just try to like speak to my own experience as a viewer as a black person um and and all of that so um Like, one of the things I was thinking about is as a biracial person, I actually look pretty white. Uh, If you meet me, you might, you know, like, be like, there's something going on with that girl. She's not quite white, but I have no idea what's going on with her. So, um,. it's always been for me a big deal to sort of like be identified as black for someone to actually like recognize that I am a black person and to like allow me to share in the culture um I like to say like if if the nod is an indication of being black like I don't get it and then so like if I get the nod it's like yes my day is amazing (laughs) you know like someone knows like um Because it is my culture, you know, it's something I grew up in, you know, I had, you know, my dad is black, my grandmother was black, she made me all the soul food and like, you know, she took me to church with her hats on and you know, like all the stereotypes, uh, you know, like, that's all what I experienced. And so, uh, obviously, like any black person that's a deep part of my identity and something I really, um, that really matters to me and something that speaks of home and warmth and love. And so just to watch this was so empowering and to see that, um, they really went into, um, the depth of black culture across the world, across the diaspora, um, and it was very African without necessarily being not a superhero thing or um, and, and it was it was almost like being able to have this um, realization of what it would be like to have a country in Africa that really was never um, impacted by Western culture uh, and just to see what it would be like to um, if a country was able to be the powerful. Um, People instead of the ones who were always oppressed. Um, And I really, really loved, like, the women in this movie are amazing. But what I really loved at the end of the day was that um, it was finally a story about black people choosing their own destiny. And it wasn't about the history of oppression. I mean, that was there. Like, you can't get away from that. But at the same time, like, we didn't, it didn't have to be about the struggle to overcome oppression and racism. It was just a movie about black people being people. Um, and we haven't seen that in so long, I think. Um, I mean, it's out there, but certainly not in a superhero movie, certainly not on the mega um, scale of, like, a mass motion picture that's going out to, to all of the culture, um, and I, you know, I felt the same way after, ironically, watching Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, with uh, all the women being Ghostbusters and fighting at the end. I was, like, crying in the scene where they're all fighting at the end. Um with Kate McKinnon, like being her goofy self, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there weeping, uh, because it was, it, it was like, I realized how much I internalized that narrative of it's never going to happen for people like you. Um, you're, you're always going to have to look at somebody else who doesn't look like you, who doesn't act like you. Um, and, and just to say like, oh, well, you know,
0: Shannon, come
1: back. And all of that sort of stuff. Um, wait, really quick. And to you, see you that. Have, that in can
0: my you repeat life. what you just said? Because um, the Skype went out. So sorry, oh, listeners. We have we have some Skype. Sorry. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I think it's just like I I so internalize that, and to say that like, um, my. Uh, I would just say, like, well, my kids will have that. Like, someday we'll get that. But I'm never going to see that in my lifetime. And so afterwards, um, it just felt so empowering to realize that, um, you know, it really is true that as a woman, as a black person, as a biracial person, like, I am good enough. And I matter and my stories matter. Um, And I think that's true of, like, so many people that I've talked to about this movie. Um, uh, I have a little joke that I had with my husband. Um, so my husband is white, and uh, he's Irish. And ger- excuse me, he's Italian and German. I was like, um, I don't think that's right. <laughs> you, you don't even know your own husband. I was like, um, I know
0: your husband.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so he's Italian and German and a few other things. But um, you know, we I was trying to explain, like, what this felt like to him, and, and, um, and he's like, he's super great, like, he recognizes that, like, he's a white dude, he's at all, he has all the privilege, right? Like, he has all of it, and that's okay, and he recognizes it. (laughs) Um, but I said, you know, like, just trying to, say like hey you know here's what it feels like and he's like I said you know you probably don't know what that feels like and he just joked he said he says no no I know what it feels like to be represented I get to see myself all the time (laughs) I just don't really know what it feels like to be represented for the first time and I think um, you know like that's as a people as a um, nation all of that as a church really like what we're trying to do is to be able to ha- let everyone have that experience, and um, you know we'll get into more of the Catholic stuff later. But like as a Christian, for me, like I think that's what Christ wants of us is mm-hmm. that um, everyone gets to realize that they are unique and valued and beautiful in the eyes of God. So, so it's great that you bring God into that
0: because I talked with my mom about it earlier today, and my mom, um, so my mom, totally a black woman, because which I'm sure you understood uh, because I am not biracial. I am 100% black or whatever the heck else I am. But <laughs> And I need to do one of those DNA tests. Yeah. Um, and so my mom, she was, she's been married to a Nigerian man. And so the, there was that part. She actually wore her Nigerian wedding stuff to see yeah. Black Panther awesome. it was so cool like she went and she took a picture and everything it was hilarious but uh, anyway so my mom has a habit of just Jesus juking every conversation um, and so Good for woman. Um, people who don't understand right my mom my mom I grew up Pentecostal so I'm a Catholic convert um, but my mom as like definitely a Pentecostal apostolic woman um, she uh, totally Jesus juked all of it. Because I was like, oh, yeah, my friend Shannon, we're going to be doing our first episode about Black Panther. And she's like, oh. And she started telling me about all these wonderful things. If I can figure out a way to edit. If I if I had some editing prowess, I would totally edit it in. Because I recorded it just to see how the sound quality would be. But she's like, and it was so amazing. Did you see when they were they were underground? in the railroad the underground railroad i was like oh my gosh mom i don't i don't they were in wakanda though mom she's like but it was the underground railroad. <laughs> i was like okay okay mom that's great she's like she's like you need to see it again i go i've seen it three times and so then she's and then and then she goes and what was his girlfriend's name Nokia, I go, no mom, not the phone but it was Nokia not like, and I go, and she's just like what was her name, she's like, yes, Nokia she, she was out there, she was with the remnant the remnant, and the Lord said, and I was like, oh my gosh mom, did you turn turning into just... left
1: behind right, I know,
0: I was like what that's is so... happening, did you just Jesus juke Black Panther, she's like, you know I did <laughs> so, like, yes. because that's my mom <clears throat> And so I was like, oh my gosh, but we, I've loved, so, so love talking to my family about how amazing it is because, okay, so you say, I mean, also you probably experienced this too, like how it's like um, really important just to just be black and, you know, that's how it is. Like, but that's how my life is all the time. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I can, I'm free to be black with my family in the privacy yeah. of our home on thanksgiving <laughs> acting a fool right and that's just how it is like or um or like back in like the 90s early 2000s with like all the best man movies and things like that do you remember all those oh, movies? I like i love those movies like love and basketball like all of these great black movies right? you don't like love and basketball
1: yeah oh no i oh. did i'm just saying like it, there it's been since the 90s that we've even had a movie like mainstream movie like that where black people are just being black people and not like being Jackie Robinson. Like love, love Mr. Jackie Robinson. Uh, Thank you.
0: Also played by Chadwick Boseman, who was black. He was also Thurgood Marshall. Isn't that crazy? I was like,
1: who else is going to
0: be next? Black Jesus. Like, I don't know who else to say. There are no more roles for him. (laughs) Okay. Wait, I'm going to go off on a tangent.
1: Don't you know that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm gonna go off on a tangent really quick because I'm ridiculous okay so I grew up my, my grandma she watches soap operas so, so maybe like relates and she's black yay but um so we would watch all my children so back when I was maybe maybe I don't remember how many years ago it was so there's a character okay Reggie Montgomery so that's how I know Michael B. Jordan the best right because yes. mm-hmm. he was Reggie on all my children but like for like a couple episodes before that Chadwick Boseman was Reggie Okay, so So, Chad McBozeman was Reggie, and then after that, Michael B. Jordan became Reggie, and then he was just the Reggie until Reggie went off the show, and the show Mm -hmm. went off the air. But you know,
1: he could come back. We never know. You
0: never know, right? But the crazy thing was, like, how Chad McBozeman was T'Challa, who was the king first, and then Michael B. Jordan became the king after him.
1: So what and you're that, saying, is the Soap opera industry is missing out on a wide stream they, of revenue. They
0: are <laughs> also also soap operas. a intam- t- Wait, was it? I was supposed to say intimidating, imitating life, imitating Black Panther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. So back, sorry, back to my focus. I'm going to focus. Here we go. Um, Just so you guys know, this is how our phone conversations go all the time or even in person. Mm -hmm. We never get back to a conversation. This this is is what's happening on a topic. (laughs) But since we have notes, we'll actually be able to go back to our topic that we Mm -hmm. originally talked about. Um, So it was really great. Like so back like we had those movies in the 90s, but in the 90s and early 2000s only black people were going to see those movies. Yeah, Like we went to go see them because we're like, yeah, love Jones. Oh my gosh. Like mm-hmm. love Jones, love and basketball, the best man, the best man, like all of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't mention the other cross Justin grandma movies. Cause I really don't love them, no. but, <laughs> but I, know, I might, I might have to turn my black heart for that, but C. I'm going to be Jordan on 30
1: rock. Club right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so anyway, so it's, I've always been able to revel and celebrate my blackness with other black people, and it's just really great that this movie has allowed it to be so that other people can see yeah. me celebrating. And whether they feel threatened or not, that is their issue. Uh-huh. But I, I, I saw every time I saw in the theater the first two times I was by myself, and it was like white people in the movie. <laughs> I was like, "We're all black people." Like, what is like, going on? I need to go to the hood and see this movie next time. And so, and then. <laughs> And then I went and... Um, so I live in Illinois. I live outside of Chicago. Um, and I live, like, in, mostly well, we'll in the Batavia area. So I went to Batavia, where it's, like, mostly white people, um, mm-hmm. to go see the movie. But then I went to go see it for the third time in Aurora, where there are, like, more... It's a little bit more culturally I, diverse. So I was like, okay, we can make this happen. Um, so, but it was just really great. And it was something that was really wonderful about this movie was that it wasn't the black version of anything. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when you get like love and basketball or love Jonesy, I mean, it was definitely all blackness, all blackness all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. No matter what, but it didn't have to be compared to something. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like, this is the black version of this. You know, Mm -hmm. this is what we're getting here. It was like, this is a movie. Like this is a movie. Everybody's black. And you, you can just be like Issa and root for everybody black. (laughs) So, um, and it was about being black and like, you're right. Um, it was like Pan-African, like that movie was legit Mm -hmm. Pan-African. Um, and it was being black and not having to justify it to white people or even being black without it having to be in relation to white people. Yes. And that was something that was just really, really powerful and, it really ran the gamut of all the black people that you meet, right? And it's mm-hmm. all going to be your family, right? You've got, like, the hood black folks. <laughs> You've got the bougie yeah. black folks. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You've got, That's who we are. like we're the bougie. Right? Like, we're like we so bougie. <laughs> we're so bougie, everyone. <laughs> um, but, hey, you know what I mean? Hey, say something to me the right way. You might get a little bit of that hood. I'm just saying, I grew up in Chicago. Do not make me show my city. <laughs> um, you don't have- Right? It's like, no, no, no. So you got, like, it ran, like, it was basically like an HBCU in a movie. Do you know, like, at HBCUs, (laughs) you've got, like, African royalty people, and you've got people from, like, you know, inner city D.C., and you know what I mean? You've got, like, the middle class people, you know? It's just kind of, like, that's what it was. It was, like, everything that we are and nothing that we're not. Like, do you know? And it was kind of, like... It mm-hmm. was so wonderful, and I and I just loved it. And I love how you said that about the choose your own destiny, because um, when I watched it the third time, the third time isn't that so sad? I watched it. I saw it all through, like every time. But I always watch that opening scene when you can when uh uh Randall is telling about the um, I say Randall, what's his name? Injovu, but Randall from This Is Us. Can you hear me, Shannon?
1: Yes, I can't see you right now. Oh, okay, that's weird. took okay. that part out.
0: I was, I was like, uh, no, because I know
1: your face, you're
0: like, you're just looking. I was like, can she not hear me? <laughs> Did you blink? But no, so when uh, Sterling K. Brown characters in Jobu was talking, mm-hmm. telling uh, Michael B. Jordan's character about like what what Wakanda is. And he was telling about like, oh, they decided to hide away. And it shows all the things that happened in Africa that they got to miss because they were yeah. hid away. Like it shows the transatlantic slave trade. It shows the wars. Mm-hmm. It shows, and it's one of those things where the third time I saw it, it like it made me a little mad, you know, like because because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, man, if only we had the like my ancestors had the choice to hide away, yeah. you know, like what could I be like? I wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this whole, because we are in a black renaissance right now, like yeah. not the Harlem renaissance, which is amazing, which yep. we need it, you know, as an English major, I love me <laughs> some Harlem renaissance, I'm just saying, cause I got the weary blues all up in this place, but, <laughs> but, um, but we're going through such a black renaissance and it's like, we wouldn't need to be reborn if we were allowed to just be, right. you know? And mm-hmm. it, like, I got a little bit teary-eyed as I saw, like, they show, like, the slaves getting on those ships and Wakanda hiding. And I was like, you know, Wakanda, that's not even right. <laughs> that's not right, Wakanda. Which is, yeah. kind of leads us into, like, the next part. Yeah. <laughs> that's Hey, that's a pretty good segue. Go for That's first, a yeah. pretty good transition. Uh, so, <laughs> when we talk about, like, what Wakanda should and could have done, um, mm-hmm. I was, when I watched the movie, because, like, I live my life as a black woman, but I see things through a Catholic lens. Like, and I see things through, like, there's no but about it. Both of those things are true. And a lot of the time, I was like, this is wrong, man. Catholic social teachings need to be up in here. (laughs) Like, we need to get this together. And so I told Shannon, I was like, we should talk about Black Panther and Catholic social teachings. Right, Shannon? Shannon is now paused. Um... (laughs) We will be right back in just a second.
1: I don't know what happened. (laughs) And we're back. I
0: paused the recording because I was like, Shannon went away. I'm going to pause this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can hear you. I still can't see you. You know what? I'm going to try just calling you back since we're not recording right now. Okay. 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 Talking about... Yes. Seeing the world through a Black Catholic lens.
0: Yes. Um, so yeah, seeing the world through a Black Catholic lens. It's uh, yeah, that that's just kind of how that's that's how I see the world. <laughs> like this, mm-hmm. That's where this is how I'm coming at the world. <laughs> um, but which kind of leads us into our next uh, session, segment, session. <laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> where you're like that I'm like I don't know words anymore I don't know I speak Wakandan but no <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about something that the whole time every time I watched Catholic uh, watched Black Panther I kept screaming out different Catholic social teachings in my head <laughs> like every time they'd be like when Nakia was like we need to help people I'm like Rights and responsibilities <laughs> like and they all the tri- <laughs> like do you know what I mean? And like they had like yeah. different tribes and I was like that's a cult of family community participation. I'm gonna need <laughs> y'all to get it together. And so I'm not kidding. Like every time there was like a new theme of Catholic social teaching running through my head. Anytime oh my I God. was mad at um then when I got mad at uh what's his name? The dad to something. It's not Tchaka, it's Tchaka. Yeah. Yes. T'chaka. When I was like I was mad at him. Because he did not take Killmonger with him. Yeah. I was like, because right. seriously, here's the That's thing. That's a problem. It is a problem. And I'm going to say this. Okay. We're going to get into Catholic social teachings, but I'm going to say this. I feel like when we're not being our best selves and we're not, uh, treating each other as Christ or even living towards these themes, like we create our own enemies. Like we create them. Like okay. I said all the time, like I'm like, Hamilton created Burr. Like Hamilton, you okay. got yourself shot. You got yourself shot right? Um, but, it's okay. <laughs> Hashtag Hamill fans. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, so they're really, really important. I think that Wakanda was lacking that. But um, Shannon, do you want to talk about what Catholic social teachings are for people? That yeah, don't know?
1: absolutely. So um, to give a little definition of Catholic social teaching, Catholic social teaching is basically what the church, um, sort of the body of work that the Church has around social issues and basically kind of confronting the idea of how do we live out our faith in the modern world. So um, it includes like the Pope's writings that are about unions or about um, the right to life or how do we live out a moral life, morality, and, and um, what's the relationship between faith and reason, all of these things. Uh, and basically what it comes down to is saying like, hey, we don't really know how how jesus would feel about something like a nuclear weapon or um you know to use a more recent example an ar-17 rifle you know um but we do understand that we have a worldview and values and this this deposit of faith is what we call it right this faith that has been passed on through thousands of years that we can examine these things and apply our faith to them and so um Basically, it's it's a way to say, like, our faith, you know, we all dislike those Christians who are like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but then they're, like, on text, like, talking about you behind your back, right? Exactly. Like, we know that, like, there's a level of expectation of somebody in the world who's living out their Christian life, um, and if you don't meet that, then people are going to be like, yeah, no, you're a hypocrite, right? So this is kind of the way that we apply all of those things to um to our own life, because, um, as Christians, you know, Marcia and I both know and believe that uh, it's, at the end of the day, um, If our values and what we say we believe don't match our actions and don't match, you know, like if we don't work for justice and peace in the world, then we're contradicting what we say about who Jesus is. And that's not a good way to live your life in any religious tradition, um, to not match up with what you do with what you say. So that's what Catholic social teaching is really about. Um, and there are seven themes and I'm just going to list them really quick cause we're going to get into them. The first and most important is the life and dignity of the human person. So believing that every person is created in the image and likeness of God. We read that in Genesis, which is the first book of the Hebrew scriptures, um, that everyone is created in God's image. Everyone deserves life and everyone deserves to have a good quality of life, um, and deserves for their re- freedom to be respected. Uh, the second is the call to family and community and participation. So we're social people um, and we are called to not just be introverts, and um, I shouldn't say introverts, introverts are fine, um, not just be <laughs> at home alone by ourselves all the time, uh, but to actually participate in, in a community. Um, the third is rights and responsibilities. Um, so we all have rights, but along with those go corresponding responsibilities. Number four is option for the poor and vulnerable, Uh, basically understanding that as Christians we are called to serve the poor in a particular way and to take care of them first before we take care of the people who are um, maybe in power and have lots of wealth and can take care of themselves. Then fifth is the dignity and rights of workers, so everyone has a right to work and everyone has a right to be safe and prosperous in their work. Sixth is solidarity, uh which basically means like recognizing everyone in the human family as a brother or a sister created by God. Um and then the last one is care for creation, number 7. Um so God created the world we believe and um so he gave the world to humans to be stewards, to take care of it, to pass it on to the next generation. So we can't just sort of use up all the natural resources and then leave it bare and for everyone to come. Um, we're supposed to care for and cultivate creation. That's about it. Let's get into it. Huh? Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> the one that I was constantly yelling about like every single time. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> um the rights and responsibilities. But um, mm-hmm. like every single time, like T'Challa would be like, "No, it's not like we we can't share all these Wakandan things," or you know what I mean, or or well, I guess he was like, "We can't go to war just for war's sake." But um, it was like sometimes I yelled at T'Challa about it, other times I yelled at Wakabi about it. Um, that was the Daniel Kaluuya's character, his mm-hmm. best friend, because um, it was like no, like we have, you know, like we like we need to be sharing and living, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, I mean, that's kind absolutely. of a huge one that I don't um, people don't protect each other's human rights, you know or protect yeah. their dignity and like that happens all the time. It was, uh, it was, I think is a Mother Teresa that has the quote, like we don't have peace in the world because we forget that we belong to each other
1: yeah. Isn't that I, her? I wouldn't I don't know if it's her, but it's a beautiful quote. Right, <laughs> isn't it? Like it's like we
0: forget we belong to each other. And mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's such a huge part of that where it's like, no. Um be, and this goes back to the Wakandan privilege. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because Definitely. they didn't ask to be born in Wakanda. It just happened by chance and they mm-hmm. have all of these resources and all of this privilege afforded to them because of it. And they're not really to recognize that. Um, as that should, well, until like the end, if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen Black Panther, like then I don't know why you're listening to this, (laughs) pause what you're doing and just go listen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so he, it's not, wasn't something that he recognized till the end where he's like, okay, we're, we're willing to share our resources and, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know, what would you say about that?
1: Yeah, I think it's. Exploring this exact question Is like what are my rights You know we all have rights like we don't have to worry about the rights People have in this movie but we all have Responsibilities and what are there we see that With um all of the People we see Nakia kind of Wrestling with that when she we first Meet her you know in the The wagon train so to speak It's a bad, I don't know what it's called But
0: um. <laughs> you have died of dysentery Like we meet her on the Oregon Trail, Oregon trail.
1: Um <laughs> And she's like, well, why don't we go out? And and Chishala, of course, like reeling from grief of losing his father and all these things. Like he's not—he's just sorting this out. Like this is his big question: as what is my responsibility as a king? What is my responsibility as a black man? Um, and all of these things. Uh, but she's wrestling with it then, and we see her—you know—again when um, it remind me again of his guard's name. Um, I can't remember. Okay. Akoya, yeah, so she and Akoya kind of get into it when they think T'Challa is dead, and, you know, she's like, no, I have a responsibility to my country and to serve the king, uh, Akoya says, that, and no matter who it is, and Nakia's like, no, I, I am out, like, my responsibility is to my country, and as a, as a people, as what we stand for and not to the institution. And neither of them are necessarily like wrong, but it's, um, Mm -hmm. working that out. And I think that's one of the things when we're talking about Catholic social teaching, that's really important is that like, there are a lot of ways in which this can play out. Um, and sometimes they look like they might be conflicting. And so, um, it's really about like sorting that out on our own and through our own identity and our own personhood, um, so I think I saw that there. The other thing I think going along with that, that I really saw was, um, that this movie and, you know, like when I was thinking about the theme, like this whole movie for me is all about solidarity. If there's one theme beyond (laughs) rights and responsibility, it is solidarity because it's basically asking the question. And I know as a Um, a person of color who has privilege like I look really white so I have a lot of white privilege and like I don't walk into a job interview and expect to like be looked at weird because of my skin color Um, I don't worry about whether or not a police officer is going to help me because I I know that he will or she will Um, so I live with that and I live with this idea of like what is my obligation to act in solidarity with my brothers and sisters of African descent but also like how you know, I can't change the way I look, just like we all can't change the way we look, you know. So, what does it mean to live with privilege? um And so, you know, this whole movie is about that of like, what does it mean to be in solidarity with people of African descent around the world? Because we all have suffered in some way, shape, or form. Um, even just like the knowledge of knowing that as an American, a black American, like, I can only trace my ancestors so far back into the past mm-hmm. before I can't find them anymore. Like, that is a real um, psychological weight that we all have to deal with. And so, um, so you have a lot of people asking this question around solidarity and what it, what it means and, um, and giving different answers, like um, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger, his character, You know, he has gone to the other extreme of the sort of isolationist policies that T'Challa has. And you have everybody in the middle. It's really this whole spectrum of how we do that. And I think it really hits home with all of us because it's really a question about how do we use our resources as a country as well, right? They're in a, a, you know, this fictional Marvel universe um, where. The world is sort of rapidly globalizing, and in their case, they have aliens and things and all this new tech that people are finally catching up with them. And so they have to decide, what do we do now that everybody else is kind of at our level or, you know, or getting closer to our level? Like, what do we do with this? So I think that's uh, stuck out to me a lot as well. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cut that part out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it all in. Mm -hmm. No, one of the things, sorry, I'm trying to plug in. I'm being Mm -hmm. all weird. Just ignore me right now. But, um, okay, so when you talk about the solidarity part, um, Mm -hmm. how it's like two extremes. Like, mm-hmm. Killmonger's like, no, we got to share all these weapons. And you're like, but mm-hmm. don't. That will kill the people. Like, <laughs> yeah. weapons. Like, you are so crazy. Like, do you know what I mean? He was, like, so, um, I know, but, like, every black person knows a Killmonger. You know what I mean? Not to that extreme where they're, like, killing folks. Like, but, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, like, um, when you look at that. They're the oppression. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope. Um, especially like in the late eighties, like you saw everyone oh, yeah. that was like pro African, pro black, you know, all mm-hmm. the things, but, um, it's so with the solidarity theme, black people, we are communal people, right? Yeah. It's not absolutely. like, it's like if someone has a problem, everyone has the same problem. Yep. Like everyone does. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell you before my sister hangs over my mom, I already know that my nephew's sick and like do you know do you know what I mean, <laughs> do you know what I, mean? It's like, I was like oh the baby's sick I call my sister like hey I heard the baby's sick she goes why like what is happening <laughs> do you know what I mean um, we're always and that, I mean that also that part of solidarity also at some point it keeps us down as black people and I know that sounds crazy for me to say that so and that's me to communal people and like and this is probably what T'Challa was looking out for and maybe even Wakabi was that if, like, say, like, I, I grew up pretty poor. Like, we didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of extras. Um, but I still had a really blessed life. I just want to make sure that people know that. <laughs> um, but, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, we didn't have a lot, no, but we had what we needed most of the time. And mm-hmm. and it was very much like if I had $10 and there were five people in a house, then we all had $2. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. and it was very much like we – We held ourselves back trying to keep us all on the same level. Mm -hmm. And so that's, like, one. And I think that was a lot of it was, like, that is how extreme solidarity could go. You know, like, you are doing yourself a disservice by serving other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was really great because they kind of showed, like, both extremes of that. But, like, at some point, Mm -hmm. like, you have to trust that they found a, a balance for it. Yeah. And to make sure they can also keep something for themselves to make sure that they have women, not in a selfish way, but
1: mm-hmm. to make sure
0: that they still have what they need to be able to serve the people of Wakanda.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And, yeah, and I think that we kind of got a peek at that. And, like, you know, it's the Marvel Universe, so we're probably going to get, like, nine more movies of Black Panther, which I'm nobody's about it. complaining okay about. It. I'll go over to all of them. But um, so we'll see. The- out, I think some more mm-hmm. and see what that means, um, and I think uh, he's supposed to be in the upcoming Avengers movie and everything too. Yes, so yes. you know, like we'll see more of this, but um, you know, that was one thing. Um, just as like a sort of religious scholar, I won't ta- call myself a religious scholar, but having studied some of this, like in in school um, and st- studied black spirituality, they really did a great job of like um, doing of capturing that spirituality piece um you know they kind of took and this is in the um the comic books as well like they kind of took that idea of traditional african religions um and and kind of took that out to the plane of the ancestors and um and you see a lot of that like ritual dance and all of that um and that communal sense too that's that's really a huge part of africana culture and so um i really appreciated that um because it was it was really true and uh, just another like layer of culture that i think really um spoke to me as as somebody who who's, like, done a little bit of study in this particular thing. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is the option for the poor and vulnerable. Um, You know, all of the struggle goes along with that, and and while Shoshala certainly is not a Christian, we don't See that in any way shape or form um, We do kind of see him struggling with like What does it mean to help the poor um, mm-hmm. What does it mean To help those who are you know In Oakland like living this Horrible life um, and again It's like another question of privilege here so I Think that was really played Out well and really also spoke To not only like this theme Of like taking care of people in solidarity But his individual struggle As both a king and like a human Being who has morals and values and wants people to live full lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's really a key to um, sort of applying the Catholic lens uh, to our own lives. It's like we are struggling with these big picture questions, but also wanting to live them out fully. Um, in our own full identity of knowing who we are and and what we want to be like. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's not something we can just, like, put a stamp on and we're done. Um, And that's really what I appreciated about this movie. It was just so real and so true to, you know, individual lives and the bigger kind of meta picture of life in the world today. So, Cool. Okay. I think we're... (laughs) Good, because I, I got to go back to work soon. Oh,
0: <laughs> I was like, "No, that was great." I was like, "We talked yeah. about so." Um, we will talk. If you want to know more about Catholic social teachings, um, you can go online to the United States Catholic Council of Bishops, and that's usccb. dot org. Um, and there are a ton of other really great Catholic resources. I feel like they just lay it out there. They're like,
1: mm-hmm. "These are all the
0: things you need to know." Um, And so, but yeah, and Catholic social teachings will definitely come up more as we Mm -hmm. go on because that's kind of how we live our lives or really actually really try to live our lives. So, okay, awesome. Hey, I really appreciate your theology background because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's because it's good. (laughs) I don't know how much. This is great because it's good. Do you guys remember, like? I was an English major. I can make it sound. Really yeah. good. Well, not knowing words. what I'm talking about. I was like, I can make it up as I go along.
1: <laughs> we'll recite some poetry later for you. Hey. You can
0: handle that. But. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. His Catholic social teaching has shaped our belief. Look, see, I did it. <laughs>
1: Yay. That's a college degree working for so you.
0: This so just working for something, or I'm working, but anyway. Um, okay, so let's move on to our next segment. Yes. Um, oh, yes, yeah. so you have to explain this one.
1: All right, spaghetti monster moment <laughs> of the week. This is exciting. I'm excited about this, people. So um, we as a group are certainly probably going to talk about a lot the term intersectionality which basically is the idea that we all have multiple parts of our identity that are always interacting at the same time so for example i'm biracial i'm a mom i'm a catholic i am a book lover i have all these things and i'm never just one thing at one time you know when i'm a um, when I'm at work and things are going really well and then all of a sudden I realize what time it is and I have to go pick up my kids, like my mom stuff kicks in, right? Like we can never be one thing at a time. Um, and so the way I like to describe it is if we're talking about intersectionality, we often think of ourselves as a pie chart, like this is the time when I'm a Christian and then the, uh, over here I am a um, therapist and over here I am this, right? We like try to compartmentalize it. So. We think it's a pie chart, but in reality, what intersectionality is, is that we're all spaghetti. It has distinct individual (laughs) parts, pasta, meatballs, all that stuff. Um, And you can eat them on their own and they're good, but when you get it and mix it all together that's when it's the best and it's so yummy and good and like that's who we're supposed to be we're supposed to be the spaghetti and so uh for the spaghetti monster moment of the week it's a a moment in the week that we felt particularly um felt like we have experienced our intersectionality that week so that's our spaghetti monster moment of the week is when we feel like we've been really intersectional um so marcia did you have any intersectional (laughs) moments this week (laughs)
0: i know i was just kind of like i mean i've just been marcia all week so in my life i am well i am a marcia which is very important but you know a black woman um really important fact i'm a ravenclaw that's important to know um, that usually that's usually all the time all the way across the board mm-hmm. but um that's like the garlic bread but anyway <laughs> yeah, just scoop it all just, up like, the- right it's cool but uh, i'm trying to think of a moment this week um well i uh, i canter here at the services um, at the residential facility where i work i live and work at a residential facility outside of chicago and as one of the few Catholics on campus, I do the cantering at the mass. And, um, and so it was funny. Like, you're, like this week, the Sunday, I wasn't on duty, but mass still has to happen and people want their music. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, uh, like it just, has, I mean, there's something about mass. that comes around every week and sometimes more than that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was, I was done singing and I know that I'm off duty. Right. And so um, I'm done. I'm ready to like, you know, figure out and leave and move on. And another family teacher approached me and she's like, Hey, my kid's going to come to your house after this. So I'm not one-on-one. It's a whole thing. And I was like, I'm not on duty, but it was, um, one of those things where I was like, it doesn't matter if I'm on duty or not. Like I'm still this person. Uh And so I still had to just make sure everyone was taken care of. Like all of my family teacher stuff kicked in while I was still like trying to you know, get through the rest of mass so I can talk to the person about for <laughs> yeah. next week's. You know what I mean? Next week's uh, mm-hmm. music and you know, and so on. And um, so I, I wore just I wore like three of my hats, and within like five minutes, and I was uh-huh. like, okay, here we go. Well, and it was one of those things where I was like, well, this is my life. You know, um, like we say that about my the, my job that I have here. It's not a job; it's a lifestyle. And I was like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is my life, and um, mm-hmm. this is the moment where my faith and my job and, you know, my gifts all kind of intersected. And like it was a really small moment, but I mean, it happens a lot when you're around mm-hmm. off duty. <laughs> yep. So that's yeah, kind of how that, that works. Real. So, I mean, it's not a huge moment, but it was, it was one of those moments and it's a small moment, but I'm really, I was, I was glad that I was able to be there and help figure that stuff
1: out. So Awesome. Love it. Thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. Um, And then for me this week, uh, it was really actually simple. And it's actually a little bit older than this week. It was kind of around Mardi Gras. But I was leading something at church and I was explaining um, the idea of subsidiarity, which basically is that, you know, we like spend our money and use our resources to subsidize the poor, the local businesses, all that sort of stuff. So I was explaining this i was talking about like what i did for mardi gras and i said you know and i'm standing there in front of a group of completely white people and i'm like yeah on mardi gras we went for soul food and then i went Er, 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 like rewind, <laughs> like, and everyone's like, "Why did you get soul food on Mardi Gras?" So I, that explained. I said, "Hey, I'm biracial, and you know, my dad's black, and blah blah." And so, like, that's what we do on Mardi Gras. Is we have, you know, all this, and we went. And so I was explaining that, and and everyone's like, "Oh," it was like, the, you know, the light bulb came on. And they're like, "I knew you like, something. Oh, <laughs> this makes sense now. I thought you were just a white lady, like going to eat some soul food and be really, you know, like, whoa, <laughs> quote unquote." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was good but um the thing that I wanted to share about that was like having that moment too, um of like all these things intersecting but also like on um on uh Mardi Gras I went with my friends I took a bunch of my friends from work to go eat this food I was like you gotta come we're having it let's do it we went to this like place um in the city um where I live and I'm not going to share where I live cause my, it's pretty easy to find me and like <laughs> yes. my kids are, my kids are here and like, I don't, I want their lives to be kind of private. So, um, so we went into the city where I live and like went, and had this food and it was amazing but like you could kind of see everybody in there like why are all these white people here it was <laughs> so like it was like the opposite experience of being <laughs> in the the meeting at church was like uh it was like oh this girl actually knows what she's talking about when she's ordering i wonder what the deal is there <laughs> like, just, and so like there are definitely those moments where it, it does feel like kind of like you're a monster it's like i'm this Three-headed monster that nobody really understands, but at the same time, like I really revel in being so many things, right? Because we all are, and just to know that, like, um, you know, the more we integrate our identities together, uh, the more true we are to ourselves, no matter what our like faith is, our beliefs, our sexuality, all of those things. Like, um, and I think that like beauty shines through when we embrace all these things that we are, you know. Awesome. All
0: right. I like it. Okay. I think that's, I think, I think. I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, We want to thank you guys all for listening to all of our ramblings, (laughs) Um, whether or not they made sense. We appreciate you. Uh, We, I can't, I can't tell you right now at this moment when the next episode is going to be up, but I hope that you um, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast, um, Uh wherever your fine podcasts are sold. I hope it's not sold because this is a free podcast. <laughs> but if you want to give us money, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like right, like yes, down, like subscribe, download, rate us, yeah. five stars, five stars would be really all nice, five stars. all five stars, all five stars, um, <laughs> and yeah, we will see you next time on plaid skirts and basic black. Bye. Bye.